Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Tuesday, May 23rd. The market is already open. I have been playing on... Uh, YouTube Live for 45 minutes. So uh, just add 45 minutes if you want to go back and watch the actual live one. But I'll post the video as well uh, on YouTube. Uh, I am not freezing today. I redid the actual recording. I redid um, the YouTube Live. So hopefully I don't freeze. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, here's what I have to say about the markets. We're going to flounder until there's a debt deal. Until that debt ceiling is, is done, Biden you know, came back from his uh, G7 meeting. Uh, they met at the White House yesterday. Um, nothing got done. Everybody's saying there's positive. We won't, ha- we won't go into default. I mean, Ted Cruz was on CNBC this morning. I saw that douche questioning the, um, the mental state of... Uh, of uh, uh, Biden, I question the mental state of the president who said that his father killed, uh, that Cruz's father killed JFK. Um, you know, presidents have mental mental breakdowns, and and they're all questionable. Um, do I think Biden is is the most um, <laughs> astute president we've had? No, hell no. Um, but I think the guy knows how Washington works. I think he's up to date. I think he thinks clearly. I think he's got a team that obviously is running things just like every other president. So uh, just be aware. We will not get any out of this range. Uh, We're at 417. You're bumping right up against 420. Uh, If it looks like we're not going to get a deal, expect this to come down to the 200-day to 379. Uh, I don't see that happening. Remember. As far as SPY goes, we're at 477 in January of 2022. That was the high, January 2022. Um, We're there. As far as the Qs go, we've covered about halfway back. Um, The highs on the Qs, let's go to a weekly. Uh, Both of these indices, you would actually be in in the four-hour algorithm. But the Qs, uh, the highs were around 400. Um, you're at 336. So you got 20% to, you know, December or 2021, January 2022. So the indices are there. Just don't expect anything. Um, you know, it, right now it doesn't matter about rate hikes. Doesn't matter about the Fed minutes that come out tomorrow. Doesn't matter about anything. It's the debt ceiling. So just get that out of the way. Throw that under the bus. Do whatever you need to do. We're in a trading range. Pick your favorite stock. Find an opportunity. Wind up just trading in it. That's it. If you want to uh, invest long term, I had a question in the private Facebook group yesterday. When should, when's the best time to get into Apple? You know what? Today. I mean, let, let, let's just look at Apple. 
Um, I, I say 170s isn't a bad price point. I think that's a good price point. If you get 160s, I think it's a great price point. If you get 150s at this point, I think that is probably as low as we're going to go on Apple. Um, just my take on it. Again, June is a uh, a weak month for Apple. And when we go over here and we look at some of the seasonality for Apple, this goes back to January 1st, 1981. Look at June. 43% of the time, it's the second worst month for Apple next to September. But only 43% of the time do you wind up positive. So if you're looking at getting into Apple, my suggestion, if it's long-term or short-term, probably wait. You're just off your 52-week highs. Um, and, and you're not near all-time highs. I think all-time highs are 180. So you're, I think when I looked at it yesterday, it was like 5% down off its all-time highs. It's 1% down from its 52-week at 166, 176.39. Your average target price is 178. I don't know that we're going to see much more, but five years from now, the 170s is going to be a legendary price point. These guys are buying back billions. $90 billion of stock was authorized to buy back um, last quarter. Now, that doesn't make a dent in their market cap. Their market cap is $2.7 trillion. So it's not quite, um, you know, what, 9% or something? It's not even that. But they're buying all that back. And they, they, they are the second largest retiree of stock next to Oracle. So I, I do think that there's an opportunity. Are you going to get this in the 150s? They have to report something catastrophic. Like China all of a sudden outlaws iPhones. Boom, you're in the 150s. Uh, Taiwan, China invades Taiwan. I think you're in the 130s, 120s. So there are a lot of factors that go into this. Um, what I want, really want to point out is if you go to the homepage on Finviz and you go up to the, um, the, the heat map, it's in the upper right-hand corner, you can see it. Um, app, the, the way these boxes work is the market cap. In order for the S&P to rise or fall or do anything, it's, the bigger the box the more it's going to wind up VOO or SPY because they're uh, market-weighted averages. If you just get an equal-weighted S- uh, S&P tracking fund, these boxes don't matter. But in the large majority of S&P tracking funds, they are uh, weight equity-weighted. So Apple being that big, it's the biggest mover. So if we're going to go down on a SPY or VOO, Apple's going to lead the way. Um, you know, Amazon's going to lead the way. Uh, Google is going to lead the way. Microsoft, Nvidia, Tesla, they're, they're going to lead the way. Uh, that's what those boxes mean. So SPY, remember on the weekly, we talked about being in this trading range and we're in the top. We have to break 420 uh, and, and hold 420 in order to get above that. Um, I'm just not seeing it right now. When we get the debt ceiling deal, uh, I think you see, that's when you see it pop. So at some point, eh, kind of get yourself into it. Uh, let's see, Tesla, um, big move yesterday and a pretty big move today, to be honest. If you got in this at 163, high five, you know, I did not add to mine. I, I've been meaning to. 
I just get lazy after doing this podcast, and I don't want to think about stocks. I have my alerts on, but I don't get alerts about Tesla because you know what? It's in a bull mode. It covered that gap up to 181 yesterday. Absolutely destroyed the gap. You're at 191. Where's the next gap? It is up here. You can see I put, I put this key gap to cover. Uh, between 255 and 261, I'm sorry, 264. So that gap right there at some point gets covered. I don't know if it's this run. Uh, I think 200 is the next level that you have to basically come over uh, and hold. Other than that, uh, there needs to be a catalyst to get up here, whether it's Cybertruck um, being launched, whether it's full self-driving is feature complete. Uh, you know, maybe Elon creates new words to describe what full self-driving is. Um, I can tell you full self-driving in the city here with my car isn't that good. <clears throat> On the highway, unmatched, absolutely unmatched. But Tesla is going um, uh, really, really well. Uh, another one that's going really, really well that your boy sold back in December and probably should have held on to because I'd be doubling my money right now. I think my average purchase price on this was like 20 bucks, though. So I wound up taking a fairly big loss on this. Palantir. Palantir is up another 7% today to 12. I've said, hey, I think it's going back up to 20. If we look at a weekly of this one, you'll just see how far it's come. This down here is $8. This is $12. I think you're coming back up here to 26. If we move the... um. Uh, let's move this uh, volume weighted and we move this to, you know what, let's run the algorithm and I'll, I'll do a little bit better uh, of a volume uh, analysis of this one. This right here is TrendSpider. You can move it. It basically analyzes where people are holding the stock today. We go to this low and you'd usually want it at highs. But we go to this low. Where are people holding this? Well, the first volume shelf, a lot of people seem to add at 950. They really, really wanted this stock uh, at 10 bucks. If we go back here and the last time it kind of traded at 10 bucks, um, I bring this back to here. And this is when? Uh, February 2023. More people seem to be holding in that gap. So the volume levels, you can look at it. There's this volume level, which is springing up at around 11. Seems like some people held on to it. Uh, I would worry if this got down to 10. Right now you have confirmation. Palantir is on an absolute rise. Uh, I talked about Pfizer. Um, uh, and let's see, where's Pfizer? PFE. And they came out yesterday with a Wegovi um, or one of those weight loss. It's not a shot. It's a pill. Uh, huge, huge uh, game changer for uh, Pfizer. Pfizer is down 1.5 yesterday after being up 5, 6, 7%. It was overbought, oversold down here uh, in the $36 range. I do think that this is at least a $45 stock. The, um, the, the, the COVID stuff has been taken out of this stock. If we look at a weekly and we go back to uh, January, or I'm sorry, pre-pandemic uh, January, you can see this was down in the dumps, down here in the 30s. I do think it, it is a $40 stock. If we go uh, in here and just look at the PE on this one, the PE is 7. 
Um, the dividend is 4.23. Year to date, it's down 25%. It's, it's got a just a plethora of drugs uh, in their arsenal. I do think that it's a $40 stock. At 38, do you get it? I currently own it. I think it's less than $5,000, so I don't have much. Um, PacW, which is one of those regional banks, they basically sold off a portion of their, um, their business and it's up 20% today to $8.20. If you followed the algorithm and bought it $4.87, you've almost doubled <laughs> your uh, investment, even though it was down um, for the next couple of days, uh, easily, easily gotten it. Uh, at the 200-day, you're at 167. There is a volume shelf here at about 10 or, or $11. If you want to take the risk and you think it's going to get up there, have at it. I, I don't think the PacW right now, you, you just don't want to hold it over the weekend. It's Wednesday. Maybe you get to 10 by the end of the week. If we announce a debt ceiling deal, I think even this one gets a bump. Um, the, it's just, you know, it, it, this was a $200 stock. Let's go back to a weekly so that we can see where it was before the banking crisis actually came. I'm sorry, $20 stock, $25. This got all the way up to $45. So it's an $8 stock right now. It's still in danger. It's just a little crazy. Uh, earnings tomorrow. The, the big, and it's the big news of the week, NVIDIA. Um, I was joking uh, with some people. NVIDIA's, uh, the over-under right now on DraftKings is whether NVIDIA, um, how many times NVIDIA says AI on their call? I think it's 5,000. <laughs> Uh, they're going to say in an hour period, they're probably going to say AI every 30 seconds. That's how this gets pumped. Absolutely pumped. Um, does it create another earnings gap like it did here between 209 and 222 on the last earnings? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, it, it's just run so much. Remember, there's NVDS and NVDL. Those are 1.25 levered ETFs on this stock. You can play those. If you think it's going to be a good earnings and you think things are going well, go ahead and play it. The RSI is at 68. It is crazy. The MACD is way up there. Uh, it is tomorrow after the bell. Um, that's the earnings. Uh, then let's see. I'll go over earnings tomorrow. Today, if you want a good earnings play um, where you don't mind holding it, um, this might be an opportunity. I do already own a significant amount of uh, Palo Alto Networks, PanW. It is expensive. This is the leader in cybersecurity. Um, I believe that cybersecurity, you ain't going to you know, go without. Look at the PE, 2,494. Um, they are, you know, their income, $34 million. So they're not making a ton of money. It is a $58 billion uh, company. They don't have a dividend. It is up 36% year to date. The average target price is 222. If you go down here, most people initiated or reiterated coverage. The most recent May 12th, Capital One overweight $247 price target. Um, go down here, you'll see there's a bunch of sales at 150, 170. You go back here to October of last year, the stock was in the 500s. So I think there's an opportunity here. It just, you know, it, it has not uh, done what I thought it was going to do, even though it's up 
I think I hold this at about $180. I may add to it going into earnings. And the reason I may add it to, to it going into earnings is because I also own CrowdStrike. Um, and if you look at CrowdStrike, their earnings are coming up do, 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 May 31st at the end of the month. Look at the way this one's gone. Uh, 122 up to 147. That's a big move. I, I own this one. I think my average price is somewhere in the 150s on this one. So I'm not quite uh, making money, but it's come off that $97 mark that was back in January really, really well. And cybersecurity is absolutely 100% needed. Um, you can look at Fortinet too, FTNT. Um, this is the only cybersecurity company that is actually making free cash flow. Um, and this was when you had this buy at $65. Look at this after earnings. Look at that after earnings. So do I think Palo Alto Networks has an opportunity? I do. Um, there's another one that's reporting tomorrow that I personally own, Snowflake. This one has been on fire. I said down here at 148, absolutely buy. I bought a little bit more. Um, and I, I like Snowflake. It is expensive. When we talk about uh, expensive, this one is kind of the, um, the creme de la creme. doesn't have a PE. It's 177 forward PE. Um, they lose $796 million. It's a $60 billion uh, valuation. This one IPO'd at around $400. Um, the average target price is 184. You're trading at 178. It's up 24%. The most recent uh, upgrade, Stifle, May 8th, hold to buy, 185 price target. You're almost there. So I don't want you to think that this one's going to fly. But again, if they just mention AI 9 million times, like NVIDIA is going to do, I think this one flies. Um, you do have some volume shelf issues here where, you know, there's more downside there than there is upside. I would probably just be patient, wait for this one to come back to 140s, add more. That's essentially what I'm doing, trying to bring my average cost down. Um, so uh, Thursday, we have Costco. Costco, I've said, hey, under 500, buy it. Over 500, sell it. It's got some weakness because retail has just been hit hard. The consumer just, I mean, isn't there. Uh, but go into a price, pri uh, Sam's uh, Costco um, parking lot on a Saturday. The PE, the, the RSI is at 32. This one's just oversold right now. I don't think 484 is a bad price. I think you buy it. I think you hold it. Uh, it is a bit expensive compared to the earnings. Um, so you look at the PE and 36 and 31 for a retailer. It is up 5% for the year. The 52-week low is 416. Um, I don't think you're getting back there because I do think that the consumer is stronger, uh, specifically the Costco consumer. Uh, their money is based on uh, memberships. The second they announce a membership increase, uh, membership price increase, this one shoots to 520. You know, could it be on the earnings? Maybe that's usually when they do it. There's no rumor about it going now, but that's the rumor. Uh, but you know, you never know. They they usually hold that pretty tight. Ulta reports on Thursday as well. This is a beauty line. Uh, your boy isn't beautiful. Your boy doesn't use make uh, makeup. So I'm not that good at knowing Ulta, 
but I do know from a consumer standpoint from some of the friends that I have, this one's kind of one that I think people like. Ask your wife, ask your girlfriend, ask your kids. Do they use Ulta Beauty? Get it. So uh, it's at 477. I think this one's 500 as well. Uh, right now, the RSI is at 28. They pre-announced earnings. So you can read about it. Go to Finviz um, and look up Ulta. Uh, they pre-announced weakness. So I wouldn't expect this one to kind of, um, uh, you know, pick back up right away. Uh, but I would expect them to come back at some point in time. 477. Look at your range. You're at between 330 and 556. Your average target price is 562. Nobody's been bringing that down. Uh, year to date, you're up 1%. Over one year, you're up 39%. Uh, if you look at the insiders, they're selling at 544. They're exercising options at 241. Um, again, these folks kind of sell when it's close to highs. So. Uh, April 3rd was the last, they exercised options and then they sold those options at 544. That's the chief human resources officer. So I, I think Ulta is an opportunity. Um, you know, again, I don't use it, so I'm not super, super into that one. Um, let me know if you guys are interested in me. There's a, a website, etfrc.com. I saw it. Um, here's where it is. Uh, it is kind of a membership thing, but there is a 0%. It basically creates, and you can you look up ETFs. One ETF that I was looking at is LRNZ. Uh, this is an uh, uh, AI ETF. And so when you get here, it kind of breaks it down for you. Um, you do have to log in to see a lot of this stuff. But what I really liked is look at the top 10 holdings. I mean, this is one of the AI um, ETFs that I found actually uses companies that use AI. Snowflake, NVIDIA, AMD. I mean, ironically, it's the two chip makers that are two of the top three. Samtamar, Schrodinger, uh, Mobileye, CrowdStrike, Sprint, Datadog, Okta. Um, you know, country exposure, 98% to the, the US, 1% to, to Canada. Uh, I like this one. It's, it's number of holdings is 21. So they only have 21 stocks in this ETF. I don't think it's done really, really well. Um, we can type it into, uh, uh, into Transpider L L R N Z. And we can look at this one. Um, it hasn't done fantastic. I mean, it's, it's low volume. It's not huge. You can see yesterday. It, it probably why I found it. Look at the volume. I mean, that green spike right there on the volume and this rise from 25 to 29, that volume right there with the, that MACD kind of going up, the RSI is at 81. I would not buy this right now. Uh, I would stay off of it. But I did look at it uh, from ETFRC.com. I don't know. You know, if you're interested, maybe you want to look at that website, look at some ETFs. It's something that's up there. Uh, so I'm bringing you a, a little education there. Uh, Brian from Facebook, if natural gas stocks rise during the winter months, shouldn't we be buying the dips in the summertime? Um, I answered on, on this one, and the answer in the private Facebook group that I gave was, you know, it's logical, and it's great logic. Uh, I, 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 I think the same exact way. 
so do 5 million other traders. So, uh, the, the, and so do algorithms. And, and they kind of think like this. Um, the seasonality of this one, let's take a look at some of the seasonality. So for the last 12 years, this goes back to October 1st, 2011. Um, 75% of the time, April is positive. Look at the summer months. Uh, you're only positive 25% of the time. You're only positive 36% of the time. You're only positive 27% of the time. So if you're willing to sustain losses on Boyle, which I don't know if you are, uh, maybe just buy at the end of July and, and hope that it's positive in August. I mean, you know, any gain, any gain is a good gain. So in my mind, you buy in March, you sell in April. You buy in July, you sell in August. Um, you know, at some point in time. That might be a good way to look at it. You know, you buy in October, you sell in November. But you can see the majority of this boil, which is, uh, this is uh, the ETF for natural gas triple levered ETF for natural gas. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit hurt that way. So I, I don't know that your logic, you know, we can look at LNG, which is a, uh, LNG is Chenier Energy. And the way these guys work is they actually um, take cheap, uh, cheap US natural gas and they sell it over in Europe for a greater, uh, a greater profit. But take a look at this one. What's the best month to buy it? Uh, January. <laughs> I mean, it's in the middle of winter is the best time to buy this one. Um, you know, February, second best month. It's in the middle of winter. You, if you're buying this and willing to sustain some losses, you might be okay. Uh, but look at LNG. If we just go to, let's go to a monthly because we're going to look at the months of the year on this one. And if you were to buy, here is um, the summer at 38 in July. Well, you know, let's, let's just look at 2021. Uh, April, you were here uh, at about 69. This has been a good stock to buy, actually, all through these months. So I think your logic is correct. I kind of go back to whether your grandmother's making meatloaf or not for Christmas, it's already priced into the market. So that's kind of the way I would look at this one. Um, seasonality, I don't think it plays a lot into it. It depends on your stock. Uh, again, if you have TrendSpider, look at that seasonality. Because I think it is stock specific. Uh, I think it helps you. Again, none of these are going to absolutely say 100%, oh my God, I'm going to make money. It's just more information to give you a better buying decision so that you're able to take emotion out of the trade. But I think, Brian, your, your logic is absolutely correct. Uh, Brian also asked, what do you think of Starbucks shipping and Eagle bulk shipping for long-term plays? I think shipping had his day. Um, I think Starbucks shipping, uh, I think these guys have a great dividend. I have traded this around the dividend, um, but I think they had their day uh, in uh, the winter and, and previously. I just think shipping is just over and done with. Um, I don't think that the price, they, they hold the pricing power anymore. I think it's just too competitive. Uh, if we look at SBLK, uh, the reason you get this is the dividend, 7.52% dividend. You know what I'd rather have? I'd rather have a cash cow like PXD paying an 11% dividend. Um, but I just don't, I don't see this one getting back to the $26 range. The average target price is 28. Uh, but when you look at it, these are all 2022. 20, 
Um, these are all 2021 price targets. So it, it's all based on the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the high shipping prices that they had. EGLE, uh, which is this Eagle bulk shipping, I think it's the same thing. Uh, these are small caps. The market cap of EGLE is only 600 million bucks. They only make 198 million bucks. Uh, the average target price is 66. It's trading at 43. Bulk shipping just has not been able to price themselves effectively. You look at this September initiated coverage, $62 price target. Well, where were they in September? They were down at 41. Uh, it did hit that $66 price target. But it's come right back down. And I just don't think that they make uh, a good enough play. Now, one that I do think is probably long-term, uh, but again, it's, it's a questionable one, is NAT, Nordic American Tankers. And the reason I say this one is because these guys ship oil. And so oil specifically, I think, has a great shipping opportunity. Now, the algorithm makes you 51% over two years. Versus just buying and holding the asset makes you 15%. This one has a decent dividend, I think. Uh, NAT, let's see, is it 3 or 4%? 6.48, so it's even gone up as the prices come down. But $4.09, the target price is 4.64. So you probably have about 12% in it uh, before you're actually at the 52-week highs and the target price. So is it great? I don't know. I mean, I'd much rather have a PXD, which has pricing power of oil, which can go up to 120 in the drop of a heart, you know, in a heartbeat. So I don't know. I'm not a shipping expert. I this one only has an $814 million uh, uh, market cap. So uh, I, I think they, they've had their day. But I, I do like Nat. Um, Nat is the one. It's expensive. Its PE is 58. But... They do oil. That's why I like it. Um, Melissa from Facebook. And again, don't listen to a douche on the internet who doesn't know what he's talking about because that's me. Uh, Melissa wants to know about Duke Energy. Duke Energy is a, um, a utility, so it's kind of eh, it's limited. Uh, I remember saying, hey, down here at 95, I think you can get it and you can probably sell it over 100. You did get over 100. You, you got your 5%, 6%. It's come right back down to 91. I think it's oversold. I mean, the RSI is at 22. The MACD is way down. Um, do your research because there's got to be a reason. Uh, there is always a reason when a utility comes down that much. Its dividend is 4.37. Average target price is 109. Um, it was just upgraded. Seaport Research Partners, they went from in November... Uh, they went from neutral to sell with a $91 price target. They just upgraded them in March from a sell to neutral, but they didn't change the price target. So most of those price targets are dated. Um, if we look at some of the insider stuff, it's all sales. And it's all around 100 bucks. So I would say if you want to buy this one, I think you'll get a decent dividend. I don't know the news on it. Year to date, it's down 10%. My guess is if you're attracted to Duke Energy and you want a solid 4% dividend, buy it under 100, sell it over 100. I think it gets over that price point enough just from looking at it in the past year. Uh, 100's up here. So you would have made it, what, one, two, three, four, five times? Five times you would have gotten to trade it over the past year. Um, a couple that I like um, that are recent, and I know I've gone over them, is Mara. 
<clears throat> Mara. Well, first one is Mara. Uh, this one, I said under $10, buy it. It's up 5% today. It just went over. It closed yesterday at, at $9 and something. It's at 1026. It's up 6%. <laughs> it's still rising. It's 1027. Uh, but under $10, buy this one. I think you're going to 12 and 13. So Mara, I think, is a buy. Uh, one in our core, core portfolio uh, that I like that was under 40 pre-market, now is over 40, but you'll be able to get this under 40, is Roblox. Just buy it. Under 40, buy it. Over 40, sell it. Put your price target on it. What do you want to make? 10%? Sell it at 44. Honest to God. Just buy it under 40, sell it at 44. Another one that I liked um, that I said, hey, the button hook. And this is an absolute, just perfect example of when I talk about button hooks. You have button hooks up top that come down, and then you have button hooks at the bottom. 2137 was the price of Pinterest. It's now at 2327. It's even today. Uh, it had a big day yesterday. You've got this gap here at 24 to 27. It'll get filled. You know, do you want to buy it now? The RSI is a little bit rich at 59. It's not killer, but look at that move in the, uh, the, the MACD and the RSI and the stock price. So I, I think that this one was just a perfect, perfect move. You still have confirmation above that nine day. So maybe go down to a five minute um, uh, chart on uh, Active Trader Pro. Find a good place to get in. Maybe make your five, six, seven percent. Uh, I would say when, when you're talking about Pinterest, take a look at Finviz. Um, Finviz is a good one because their average target price is $28. They're not making money. They're losing $299 million. Their market cap is $15.47 billion. They don't have a dividend. They're down 5% year to date. There is an activist in this stock, Elliott Management. Elliott Management is what pushed this in March. Uh, all the way down here from 24 to $30. Um, and, and you've gotten this one 24 to $30 a couple of times. So I do think that down here at 23.17, even though it would have been better to buy based on the algorithm at 21.37, I think you're fine getting $30 out of this. So pins is one that I wanted to bring up. Uh, there's our, let's talk about scans. There weren't many scans. I will post these on the, um, the private Facebook group, but NXE, uh, this is Next Gen Energy. It had a cross up. Uh, it's a secondary cross up. 375 was the first one. It's a little bit high on the MACD. It's a company that's not making money. Uh, I bring it up just because it's an energy company. I think energy has been beaten down. I think this one probably gets up to about 456. I would put my price target at about 10%. But it's got that second leg. Um, the first leg was from 375 to 4. I think you're going from 4 to 4, 440, 450 uh, to get over the 200 day. Uh, but wait, I would wait until it's actually got confirmation over the 200 day. Remember, just zoom in on your charts, try and scalp this one. I think it's a good one. One that it shocked me when I saw that it had a cross up is XLV. Uh, these are the spider sectors that we don't trade. We just look for entries. That 125 was a great entry point. The problem that you have with health healthcare is if they wind up cutting some kind of healthcare spending out of Medicare and Medicaid with this debt ceiling stuff, which I doubt that they will, uh, I think that's where this one just get killed back down to 125. 
if we look at a weekly on XLV, uh, last year was a really good year for XLV. Um, you can see, uh, well, I don't think anything was a good year, but uh, you're down up at 139 and you're only at 130. So you got back up to your 139 in, in January. It was basically just a flat year where the S&P was down, what, 12% last year? So it was a good year for, for healthcare, even though you dipped down. If you bought these dips, kudos to you. You had this double bottom right here at about 120. Uh, you're trading at 130. So I think it's an average price. I don't think it's a bad entry point. Do what you want. Uh, one that came up as part of the NASDAQ 100, and I was questioning, should I include this one, is Exelon Corporation, $40.12. In my mind, you got that button hook. I think you're coming back up to this 200-day, which is about 42. Get your 5 or 6%. That's where I would do it. It's a utility. It will not fly. So if we go over here and we look at uh, Exelon Corporation, we talked about Duke. We talked about them having a you know fairly big uh, uh, PE. This one has a big PE, but it's got a 3.59% dividends down 6%. I think it tr can trade this for 40, ride it to 42, 43, somewhere in that neighborhood. The average target price is 46. Um, you are 19% you're below your 52-week high, which was 49.86. So I, I think there's an opportunity here. It really doesn't get coverage. The coverage is older. You can see there's only one sale, and that was March 17th. It was for $250,000. The guy's putting in a pool. That's all it is. So uh, those are the scans. We had three Vanguard, uh, Vanguard groups uh, cross up. I'll put those in the Facebook group. Um, I will stick around and answer questions that you guys had on YouTube. If you are new here, uh, subscribe on YouTube. If uh, you are just here, just hit the thumbs up button. Uh, if you uh, pay more than $25 a month for your phone bill, there's a link below for Visible. Visible is a phone service provided by Verizon, the best network out there. Uh, solid. I personally have Visible. If you click on that link, you will save $20 off your first month. So your first month of service is $5. There is no long-term contract. There is no commitment. You can change it. You can port your number in. My suggestion for people is if you are unsure if you want to switch just for price, do one month. Don't port your number in. Just get a new number. You can always port your number later. The porting of numbers these days is super, super simple, nice and easy. Um, just get a new number. It'll cost you $5. Test it out on that new number. Just test out the service, um, you know, for $5. And, you know, say you're going to save $20. Say you're going to, you know, say, well, let, yeah, let's say you're paying $55 a month, which is probably average per line. What's 20 times 12? It's so $240 a year. You put $240 a year into the S&P uh, every year. You got a pretty good chunk of change in 20 years based on, uh, uh, on the compounding. So it's not something to sneeze at. It's just a way of uh, saving. Uh, if you like the charts that I post and you want to take emotion out of your trade and you want to get alerts and texts so you don't have to sit there and look at charts all day, this is TrendSpider. TrendSpider, there's a link down below. The code DSP25 gets you 25% off. They do have sales sometimes for 50% off. Uh, 
no matter when you sign up, if you give me your email address, I will send you over a welcome letter that includes links to all of the, uh, the, the algorithms that I have, the four hour, the 65 minute, which I day trade on. Um, I will send you the watch list, links to the watch list, and I will send you links to the scanners. It's all in there. It's a nice welcome letter to get, and my face is on it, so it's it's quite pleasant to actually get. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, uh, there's a link tree down below. Remember, if you guys make money off of stuff that I give you, tip is certainly appreciated. I don't charge anybody for this stuff. I don't charge anybody for anything. Um, you know, even TrendSpider, I get a commission off of it, visible, I get uh, money off my phone service. Those are the two things that I make money. It ain't a good living, guys. <laughs> I've got enough that, that I don't need to make a good living, but if you do make, uh, make some money, I just ask for a tip. Treat me like a bartender. I'm your stock tender. That's what I am. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Take care. I will talk to you tomorrow.